I V M. BQ Big Decisions, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that helps you make the right financial choices. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I say mutual fund investments? No, I mean apart from the familiar disclosure that you've heard so often, you know the one, mutual fund investments are subject to market risk. Chances are that you thought of something to do with investments into equity, and you aren't alone. Most people are either unaware of debt mutual fund schemes or pay very little attention to them. Thanks for tuning in. This is BQ Big Decisions and I'm Alex Matthew. On today's conversation I'd like to talk about debt mutual funds, their types, uses and why you should definitely consider including them in your portfolio. Joining me this weekend is Amol Joshi, the founder of Plan Rupee Investments. Thanks so much for joining me Amol. Pleasure to be here Alex on this show. First off, am I right in assuming that a lot of retail investors aren't really as familiar with debt mutual funds as they are with equity mutual funds and why do you think that is so uh well you are absolutely spot on alex um, over here most of the times when a lay investor thinks about or talks about mutual fund equity mutual fund is what is in his mind uh number 1 number 2 why is it so i would say that the reason why most of the times people think we should go to mutual funds is to earn better or higher returns than traditional fixed income investments can generate and that potential largely rests with equity mutual funds and that's the reason why most of the times mutual funds are broadly equated as equity mutual funds okay so that's fair the return is what uh, causes people to classify or, or think of top equity. of the mind recall is due to the higher return potential but that's not necessarily the case at least um, over the last couple of years we've actually <laughs> yes. seen something completely different you've seen several debt mutual funds that have done better than equity uh, the equity equivalent correct that's correct the the simplest reason and we should not go into the details uh, beyond the scope of this talk but the simplest reason is equity has not been doing well exactly. equity as we know has its own ups and downs and uh, since currently we are in a down market sort of a phase in equity that's the reason why you see debt being uh, doing better than equity but right off the bat let's talk about this we there are several advantages to having a debt funds uh, let's quickly talk about those advantages and here we're primarily comparing them with the most popular fixed income instrument which is fixed deposits so we're talking about this as an alternative what are the advantages to having a debt mutual fund as part of your investment portfolio see two three quick advantages that come to my mind and very important adva- advantages at that first and foremost is liquidity so in uh, you have certain category of funds like um, liquid funds savings funds ultra short term funds etc etc these funds do not have any exit load so even if you decide to invest for let's say a 6 month period in a liquid fund and you end up redeeming this amount in 3 months which right. is less than what you originally intended still there will not be any exit load so which liquidity is basically is, uh, just for people who are not familiar the amount of money that or, or what money the mutual fund charges you when you redeem your investments in a mutual fund basically that is correct uh, but exit load as i mentioned some of the schemes do have uh, exit load if we uh, typically take an example of equity fund most of the equity funds have an exit load of 1% if you redeem in less than one year period fair enough so a fund like liquid fund or a ultra short term fund do not have an exit load and that's first advantage that i spoke of mm. 
that advantage is liquidity sure. number one number two very important advantage is is a tax uh, tax related advantage so since we are comparing here with traditional um, uh, fixed income instrument that is fixed deposits no matter how long you hold uh, on to a fixed deposit the interest will always be added to your income and it will get taxed at the rate of your own nominal tax lab now i just very quickly want to go into this a little yes. bit and we talk a lot about tax amount but a lot of people don't pay attention to fixed deposits when they're calculating their tax so the interest that they earn for the full year basically goes and sits on top of their net taxable income that so is absolutely after, right yes. so and so assuming that their net taxable income t- comes to about 10 lakh rupees right. and they've earned uh, interest on fixed fixed deposits to the extent of 1 lakh rupees right. that means they're being charged at 30% of 1 lakh which is their tax of 30000 rupees over and above the tax that they're paying on their salary that's absolutely correct alex absolutely all right, all right. so what happens with yes. regard so, so if you invest into a debt mutual fund and if you stay invested for 3 years or more once you redeem you qualify or you get and you get a tax advantage called as indexation okay indexation simply means that during this period of 3 years let's say the inflation which is nothing but erosion in purchasing power of your money or if, the increase in the prices of incre- increase in prices of goods and services if yeah. the inflation is 5% and let's say your debt fund has earned you 7% just for an example so instead of cha- tax being charged on the entire 7% as you uh, explained in the case of fixed deposits the tax will be charged only on the higher than inflation component mm-hmm. so let's go over the numbers uh, numbers again debt fund generates 7% return let's say 5% is inflation so tax will be charged only on the 2% okay we understand the obviously it will be lesser amount plus another advantage is even if your tax bracket is 30% instead of 30 you will be charged flat 20% tax and that's- so tax is lesser percentage as well as tax is applicable on lesser amount as well so, so it goes without saying amol that the larger the amounts the more advantageous it is Absolutely. because a tax would significantly eat into your yes, returns correct there are more advantages uh, yes there are more ad- more advantages uh, one of the uh, one of uh, other important advantages is, is from liquid or from ultra short mutual funds you can switch into equity funds whenever you want so that can be utilized something called as sip we all are very familiar about but this is some there is something called as stp which stands for systematic transfer plan via stp you can continue you can invest lump sum into debt fund where you are likely to generate higher than saving account return and alex i'm sure you have kept uh, yourself updated couple of days back the saving account rates have been reduced by the largest bank in india so you will you are likely to earn better than saving account returns and then you can systematically switch your corpus from debt fund that is liquid fund towards equity so you can set up a stp is also one of the advantages and the high degree of liquidity in these funds also allows you to keep a contingency fund in a liquid debt fund right absolutely yes okay now to understand debt funds we've gone through the advantages but right. i feel to understand debt funds better we've got to first understand the concept of debt amol just to point out to all of the listeners here if you're familiar with the various forms of debt do bear with me it will take only a minute to bring everyone up to speed so amol when we talk about debt we're talking about money that is borrowed by either the government or a company correct that's correct so it's effectively a loan and we all know how loans work right there is an amount that is borrowed that right. is the principal there is right. the interest interest rate which is the charge uh, which is what uh, the borrower pays Correct. and there is a particular amount of time within which the amount has to be repaid 
in the that, context correct, of yes. a bond mm-hmm. which is either a corporate bond or a government bond it is the tenor, tenor of the yes, bond correct. so those are the basics yes. and now mutual funds that invest into these papers float what is known as mutual fund debt schemes correct so as you rightly uh, pointed out debt fund typically invests into bonds issued by government or government entities or even a private corporate entities these entities these bonds are likely to make payments on a dispre decided frequency Correct. it could be monthly or it could be quarterly or any such there are different types of uh, other debt securities like zero coupon bond but again yeah. uh, for the scope of discussion we can say that bonds issued by government or government related entities and private sector uh, and and i'm sorry corporate entities a fixed income fund that invests into a basket or a mix of these securities is called as simply put a fixed income mutual fund or a debt mutual fund now these are different and why i wanted to get into the concept of debt is it'll help our listeners better understand why there is a fluctuation in the nav sometimes um assuming that no new purchases are made right, right. Uh, is because when the interest rate fluctuates right. the yield fluctuates and when the yield fluctuates the price fluctuates so there is an in very Correct. simple terms an inverse relationship between the price of a bond and the yield on the bond because it is actively traded that's correct alex so in 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 real terms for a investor the takeaway over here is in a falling interest rate scenario or in a falling interest rate environment your debt funds will show higher gains now this is counterintuitive but you have nicely summed it up in earlier sentence by saying that yields and prices have inverse relationship so when the interest rates are going down your mutual fund will do better and the other side of it is when the interest rate rises the mutual fund will have lesser gains or less you know the capital gains will reduce from the uh, corpus of the fund which will reflect in the nav i think a very simple way to explain this amol would be a situation where uh, if i am a holder of a bond which is yielding 8% right and if interest rates suddenly fall to 7% correct uh, it would therefore be more valuable Absolutely. than the bonds are being issued at 7% so you uh, if you are interested in buying that bond for me will pay more for it correct okay all right so we've talked about the concept of debt and i'm sure that it's uh, something that's going to be very useful for our listeners but let's talk about the different mutual fund schemes out there in sure. the debt uh, category uh, i believe there are 16 and you know before anybody gets a little frightened by that number i think it's very easy to understand now that you know the concept of bonds right um, it's basically categorized by the type of bond correct. or the type of debt issued issuer yes. yeah and it's also categorized based on the tenor which we spoke about correct. as the amount of time within which the borrower has to repay yes alex that's correct so as i earlier mentioned a fixed income mutual fund is a typically fund that invests into a bunch of or a basket of these securities however uh, you can call uh, you you can also say that some of the mutual funds do invest exclusively into a particular issuer issued securities or a particular securities that belong to a certain tenor only so let's uh, uh, let's talk about two quick examples there is something called as a guild fund or a government securities fund now as the name suggests guild fund invests only into debt securities that are issued by government of india that's it very yeah. simple to understand mm. so here we have covered the issuer mm. second example in the same issuer category will be there is something called as, per, as a, there is something called as a corporate bond fund which invests into triple a rated securities issued by corporates 
only that is the okay. highest rating possible. highest rating so we have now covered via two examples issuer based segregated schemes yes um the other type as you mentioned it's something which uh, a scheme that invests in a particular length of securities or yes. a particular duration of securities only hmm. and you mentioned that right at the start you talked about liquid funds you talked that's about correct. ultra short that's correct these are on the lower end these uh, these these uh, funds typically have a maturity of up to 90 days or up to 180 days only i want to give the example as you rightly mentioned since we have covered something on the lower side there is another category in debt funds which is called as a 10 year constant maturity fund yes. so no po- at any point in time if you invest in a fund like this the fund will always hold 10 year long dated securities so, so basically bonds that have 10 years left correct. on their maturity correct. all right so we've talked about the broad categories but there's one more category that i think uh, i've heard about a lot amol mm-hmm. in the recent past especially because yields in the corporate bond space have been going up right uh, and that is the credit risk fund correct. as defined by the securities and exchange board of india mm-hmm. it talks about a um, a large amount or 65% of the assets in such a fund being invested in securities that are less than top rated that's correct by that so, very definition it would mean it's higher risk correct so as you rightly pointed out credit risk fund invests major securities major portion of the fund into companies that have lower than the highest uh, credit rating so by definition it is lesser uh, you know it is riskier yeah. uh, but as we also know in investing world to a large extent that risk and returns or risk and reward go hand in hand since these are lower rated securities if you invest or rather if if your fund manager does a proper due diligence on the balance sheet strength of a particular company even if it is not even if it is not belonging to the highest rated security you are likely to get higher returns but i would again repeat uh, uh, we don't want uh, any sort of missing communication element yes. here over here with higher uh, prospective returns there is certainly a higher risk that investor will take even in a debt segment the reason amol i mentioned this in particular is because i've also heard this argument in certain circles mm-hmm. when and we're talking about ilmfs group you're talking about sl group companies that have defaulted and right. you have this side pocketing that some yes. mutual funds have had to do debt funds are facing turbulence since last one year due to the typical names that you mentioned Correct. just now yes so in such a situation where anyway you're taking the equity risk on board mm-hmm. when you're investing in certain funds that have exposures like this right shouldn't you just go for an equity fund so alex this is again 100% correct what you said i just want to give a perspective over here so let me repeat what you said um if there is a risk of capital or risk of not getting uh, adequate returns then what's the point of investing into credit risks you can simply go to a liquid ultra short or a low duration or even banking and psu debt fund or the other side is if you want to take the risk why not go to equity fund so this is this is absolutely correct and one should do it but i want to give a perspective over here we spoke about default from two or three or four companies that's all that has happened over last one year but the size of mutual fund industry in india as we know is uh, plus or minus 25 lakh crore out of which equity we can say is 40% volume which is 10 lakh crore so debt mutual fund forms a part which significant part let me add is about 15 lakh crore the default the all the defaults that we spoke about do not extend even to a 1% of this entire okay. size so it's a very so, small part so a credit risk should not be your chief or largest 
allocation into your debt funds credit risk should be your peripheral or your satellite allocation so let's say you are um, running a 60 40 portfolio for yes. example 60% mm. debt and 40% equity out of the 60 rupees that you are going to put into debt credit risk can be can form a smaller part let's say 6 okay or 10 or 15 rupees Understood. not the entire bunch 60 rupees nice. if you do that i think that should be for a lay investor this is the right way to design a debt portfolio i think that's that's a perfect uh, um, example of how to do it but now that we're talking about uh, allocations and it, it brings me to the next point and mm-hmm. probably the final point uh, really that we have to have on this conversation we've spoken about the advantages right. we've spoken about the types of uh, debt mutual funds how do you use debt mutual funds what use do you put it in in your portfolio and you spoke about a 60 40 as an example right um i would think and this is something that is spoken about a lot by financial planners if you have a relatively short term goal right. say something that is below 5 years uh, you right. should probably consider doing a debt mutual fund if you have something that is longer uh, and you have the uh, appetite to take that risk you should ideally take equity because it gives you higher returns right. is that a fair enough thumb rule to follow yes alex that's something that you can uh, really follow and in fact all of us all of uh, mutual fund investors should follow something like this if you so so you mentioned what debt mutual funds um, should be used for so let's start from the very beginning let's cover two three fund categories liquid fund as the name suggests is very very liquid so if you want to invest for a duration which is uncertain so instead of going and locking yourself into a six month or a one year let's say a fixed deposit product where if you redeem within 3 months there will be an exit load and slightly lesser returns as yeah. well so for, uh, as a replacement of that you can simply go, uh, go and choose fund. liquid funds yeah. that's number 1 number 2 you want to take let's say you do not want other side if you do not want to take even Uh, a little bit of risk on the credit side there is something there is a category of fund called as a banking and psu debt fund mm. now as the name suggests this fund this debt fund invests into debt securities issued by banks mm. hence the first bit of the name banking and second bit of the name is psus right. so it invests into public sector under, undertakings which is uh, bonds issued by which is a quasi government you yes. can call it now banks and government both of these in indian uh, a typical lay indian investor thinks that these are very safe and they are actually safe if yes, you go by the precedent are. if you mm-hmm. go by the history so you can choose a banking and psu debt fund which will largely mimic returns from your fixed deposits but if you stay for 3 years you get the indexation, indexation benefit yeah. what we have uh, discussed in detail few minutes back so these are certain uses that you can uh, uh, certain specific uh, cases where debt debt mutual fund will be very very handy to you and broadly uh, and the second thumb rule to follow i would mm-hmm. think is if you determine what your overall debt uh, allocation should be if you have right. say x amount of money that is your total corpus correct uh, you shouldn't be too uh, leaning too heavily towards either equity or debt so once you've established what that should be you can make the allocations appropriate correct here i here i want to make a theoretical point so even basic reading of personal finance will always tell you that asset allocation is main driver of your portfolio returns than security selection let me repeat it for effect securities that you invest into play a lesser role than asset allocation at your end portfolio returns okay so what asset allocation is all about asset allocation simply means investing into more than one assets and how it is decided you should ident- ideally identify your risk appetite what are the goals that you have you need not have only one goal which is 3 months away you need not have only one goal that is 30 years away you can have multiple goals with multiple timelines based on risk appetite and based on your 
number of years and number of goals you should decide your asset allocation if you think you are not competent or if the concept is not clear you should get a good advisor on that note i'd like to thank you so much uh, amol for joining me on this conversation i think we've broadly covered all the concepts uh, that have to do with technical yes even i think so thanks for having me here alex all right and and to you dear listener i i do hope that this conversation has been useful to you if you've got any thoughts that you'd like to share with us you can write to us on any one of our social media platforms don't forget to share this with your friend perhaps someone who might be interested thanks so much for listening this is bloomberg quint if you enjoyed big decisions check out some other podcasts on the ivm podcast network you can check out paisa vaisa hosted by anupam gupta advertising is dead hosted by varun dugirala the ronnie screwwala podcast hosted by ronnie screwwala or cyrus says hosted by cyrus procha these shows are available on the ivm podcast website app or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs> Welcome to Water Play, you guys. This is the favorite sports podcast of several sports persons, such as myself, Dudeja, and Mikhail, who also happen to be the hosts. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, you should definitely listen to our podcast for our take and quite a uninformed but hilarious take on, on sports every sports. week. Uh, we give out awards. We discuss uh, what happened in the world of sports, and uh, we, we take we, breaks as well. We come up with jingles and sound effects on the go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you should definitely give give us an example of a sound effect, Rajesh. Bolo mati wale. Yeah, tune in for some of that, bro. <laughs> you can catch us on the IBM Network every Wednesday on the go, on the Wednesday, in the Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. What a player. What a player. W. Wednesday. W. Wow. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday to Wednesday, what a player, Matthew Wade. Janice, what do you think couples did before TV was invented? I don't know. Go for walks on the beach, long drives, fancy dinners, have more sex, maybe. But what did we do when we decided to move in together? We debated between the Chromecast and the Fire Stick. We gave up on sleeping early so we could stay up watching true crime shows. We got ourselves three cat babies and basically became the cutest couch potatoes around. Okay then. <laughs> In case you guys still haven't got it, we are a TV crazy, Netflix loving, binge watching Mr. and Mrs. I'm Anirudh Kuha. I'm Janasi Kwera. And if like us you snort TV for breakfast, lunch and dinner, this is the podcast for you. Tune in every Thursday on the IVM podcast app or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. This is Mr. and Mrs. Binge Watch. Binge Watch.